Welcome to the Farm Talks podcast, an audio edition of Farm Talk newspaper, your four-state ag news source. Farm Talk News has proudly been serving the four-state area with quality ag content since 1974. Listen in for 100% agriculture, 100% of the time. Tune in today with your host. Thanks for joining us on episode nine of the Farm Talks podcast. I'm your host, Emily Zeronis, associate editor of Farm Talk News. If you're new to our channel, make sure to click the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Farm Talks podcast prides itself on bringing you content from a different segment of agriculture each month to talk about the challenges and strategies that our listeners care about. It's warming up for the summer here in the four states, and we are excited to be welcoming livestock judging coach Andrew Anderson, a Southeast Kansas native from Caney. As high school and collegiate youth gear up for another year of competitions, Andrew touches on how to prepare for the big day and his coaching goals as he moves into a new career at Eastern Oklahoma State College in the Animal Science Ag Division. We're excited to have you here with us. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Andrew. Yes, absolutely. So, Andrew, to get us started, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're located, and what you do. You know, I think just from my earliest years, so I actually grew up in the town of Caney, Kansas, uh, in the southeast corner, about an hour straight north of Tulsa. And I grew up on a purebred swine farm that my family had ran for decades before. Uh, very notable for raising competitive Duroc pigs all the way through and, and still hogs that were uh, very efficient uh, in multiple avenues. And then that kind of led me uh, into the ag background, I guess. And me and my siblings and my cousins, we grew up showing pigs on a multitude of levels all the way up to the national level where we experienced a great amount of success. And then transitioning, you know, we started to join clubs such as 4-H and FFA. And that's where we kind of started to get more involved in terms of competitive teams. And then through some success through uh, high school judging, that led me the opportunity to judge at the Royal Highland Show in uh, Scotland. And uh, that's a 12-day trip where we tour Ireland and Scotland and kind of see agriculture just from a different point of view or perspective. And then after that, I actually decided to take the opportunity to uh, further my education and judging career and attend Northern Oklahoma College where I was a part of an extremely competitive team there under a Tim Hubbard, and then after that, our year got cut just a little short my sophomore year due to COVID, and so with kind of little to no, not really sure what the next step was going to be from that standpoint, I chose to stick around uh, pretty close and attend Kansas State University where I was on the judging team there, and that's actually where I, I guess I would have went ahead and completed my bachelor's there in animal science, and then after that helped uh, with the livestock judging team, served as the assistant coach there for two years. So I'm currently still living in Manhattan, preparing to make the trip on down to Wilberton. Uh, We're definitely starting to look at houses and try to find our avenue down there uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible. And in Wilberton, Andrew is actually starting a new position with Eastern Oklahoma State College in the Ag Division Department as a faculty member in animal science. So, Andrew, tell me what led you to this position and what you're excited for in the next year. Yeah, absolutely. So... The reason I think that pushed me to do that is obviously being the assistant coach at Kansas State University. The past two years, I've really enjoyed that opportunity. And uh, one of my good friends down there, Chris Hall, who's actually the head coach there, he contacted me and asked if I had any any interest. Sure enough, I sent in my application and we got it worked out, went through the interview process. That all went really well. 
and so I'm excited to be moving down there. And, you know, I think my excitement probably for the next few years uh, is to really get that program rolling as one of the powerhouses. I think from a collegiate judging standpoint, especially on the junior college side, you know, I think probably my biggest interest and what led me into wanting to be a coach and an animal science instructor is my dad was a collegiate judging coach for 19 years for Fort Scott and Coffeyville Community College. So definitely having the chance to kind of follow in his steps and do what he did a lot of while I was growing up and kind of got to experience is kind of what led me to the Eastern Oklahoma State College Institution. Well, definitely sounds like father like son. So that's very exciting to hear. I'm very interested. You talked about the assistant coach position that was at KSU, right? Yep. So how did you come upon this opportunity and how did you really kickstart into that? And I think that really led you down to Eastern Oklahoma. You know, I think obviously just from the start, I think whenever I was seven, I was about five years old, I think was the first time whenever I rode in the judging van with my dad. So I was immediately interested in the livestock judging aspect and then going to judge for Tim Hubbard at NOC was really a cool perspective and I thought he was one of the best uh, from a recruitment standpoint. And then kind of what led me into the opportunity, I think, to be an assistant coach was the multitude of success that I probably experienced through collegiate judging. Obviously, like I said, I was on a really good team uh, at NOC and then at Kansas State University where we were a very competitive team down the stretch and had the opportunity to actually recognize as the high individual overall at the American Royal. So I think definitely just my success kind of pushed me into that position, or or Chris Mullenix kind of gave me that opportunity. Uh, And I think after probably sitting next to him for about a year and a half to two years uh, is really what kind of bolstered my interest in saying, you know what, this is something I think I can do for a while uh, and something that I really enjoy just from the opportunity to work with so many good kids. Well, we absolutely hope that you're sticking around for a while. And tell me more specifically about your time as a student on that livestock judging team. Where did you compete during the years and what awards, if any, did you accomplish during that time? Yeah, so an horn and just list off every award that I've ever received. But obviously, you know, the four main contests that we have uh, from a collegiate judging standpoint, be the American Royal the North American International Livestock Exposition, the National Western Stock Show, uh, and the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. And obviously, there's, uh, I think, 13 total contests that we attended in senior college. Obviously, in junior college, you probably attend just a few more because you get the two years of eligibility. But throughout that, you know, like I said, I experienced a world of success. I had the chance to be high individual at a handful of contests but something that I probably was the most proud of during it all was my success in the reasons room. I think that's definitely a task that I, I continue to work on and something that I really pushed myself at and you know not a lot of people can say that they were recognized as the high individual in reasons at, at two of the national contests and some that's something I'm very proud of. That sounds very cool. So I do know that you said you are a Southeast Kansas native here in Caney, which is down here in the Wildcat District. And so we absolutely love having locals here on the Farm Talks podcast. And you talked about you definitely grew up with your dad being involved in livestock judging. And so tell me a little bit more about your childhood and what was that moment for you that really made you want to pursue livestock judging full time? So my dad that's got a background in livestock judging um, obviously that was an avenue that he wanted to see me pursue but at the same time from his perspective 
he was teaching college kids, which were way more advanced. And I think he was at the point where he didn't want to push me too hard to the point where I got burnt out. So he introduced me to a fellow named Keith Martin, who worked for the district for many, many years. And then also the other person, I guess, that would go hand in hand with that would have been my uncle, Dwayne Messner. And Dwayne would have probably taken me to my earliest contest before I was actually really involved in the district. Whereas I was just one of the youngest 4-H members. That's when I really got into finally starting to travel to my own contest. And then once the Wildcat district and stuff kind of formed together, we were able to bring in kids from those three counties. And that's when I kind of took hand in hand with Keith. We traveled the country a lot. You know, Keith took me to two of the three national contests that I attended while I was judging in high school. And I'd say those two fellas, Dwayne and Keith, definitely played a big part uh, just in my, not only in my enjoyment, uh, but also in my success throughout youth judging. And then kind of once I started getting into high school years, that's when my dad started to step into the picture and push me just a little bit harder. So those are the three people uh, that I definitely owe my greatest success to probably or my greatest upbringing to through the wildcat district you know that was a great opportunity once we formed that deal and were able to bring those counties together we built teams that will not only go down as some of the greats in the state of kansas but also very very competitive teams on the national stage that allowed us the opportunity like i said to travel uh, internationally We definitely have Keith, Dwayne, and your dad to thank for taking you under their wing and getting you to where you are today. So I'd love for you to talk about what are some of your favorite things about livestock judging and working with students when you did that as an assistant coach. I know that you you really talked about how you placed very well in the reasons category. Is that something that you really push your students to strive for as well? Yeah, first and foremost, you know, my favorite things about livestock judging and I guess the benefits is it teaches kids to make a decision for themselves. I think that's the biggest thing and probably the biggest reason we do it uh, is to teach those kids to be decisive with their decisions uh, and to have confidence in it. That's a hard thing to teach, but I think once kids kind of grasp that, not only does it help them from the livestock perspective, but that helps them so many years beyond youth and collegiate livestock judging. You know, once they get higher up jobs, you know, no matter where they end up, they're able to make dignified decisions and be thorough in those. Uh, And I think that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, But it also teaches kids uh, to be really good individuals as well as a part of a team kind of dynamic. And the second part to the question you said was what? Just talking about your teaching method when you were an assistant coach and what you really worked on with those students. Yeah, like you said just a second ago from the reasons perspective, you know, that's one of the things that I think uh, is the hardest to teach. And it's something that I struggled to grasp probably was that reasons were the toughest to teach because Although I was very successful in reasons, I struggled the most, I felt like, just from a placing standpoint, whenever I was uh, kind of joining into the collegiate judging side of things. But once it was kind of reiterated to me, and once we had just enough work seeing livestock and getting out uh, and getting building that repetition, that's when I noticed that it wasn't so much as the placings were going to be the deciding factor, more so you had to do your job in the reasons room. And so those are definitely the kind of kids that I lean towards. That's where I always pushed the kids that I worked with at Kansas State was to be the best. And that was from a reason standpoint, because throughout the four years you're in collegiate judging, you see a lot of livestock, whether that's on a judging trip, whether that's attending a state fair, a county fair, you're going to see a lot of animals. So 
the reasons aspect is definitely where I, I kind of put my point of emphasis, and that's definitely uh, where I plan to do it as we continue to move forward, I guess, in my position at Eastern Oklahoma State College. Awesome. And so that's clearly something that you're very passionate about. I personally have no background in livestock judging, so I would love for you to talk just a little bit about the bones of a livestock judging day and what that looks like from beginning to end. You know, from a contest perspective, those kids from a collegiate standpoint will step into a contest and have to evaluate 12 classes with four animals in each class, so 48 animals total. So that usually will take, usually it's about 15 minutes a class, so that'll take anywhere from three to four hours most of the time, depending on how efficient it goes. And then after that, they have to gather their notes on eight of those 12 classes and put together typically anywhere from a minute and 15 to a minute 45 set of reasons where they're presenting to a reasons taker why they made those decisions and their confidence in it. And that, that can be a long day. You know, some of these contests that we attend will start at 7 in the morning and we'll get down at 6 o'clock at night. And throughout that whole process, those kids can't talk to anybody. And that's something that probably goes unnoticed is that those kids have to do all that with just their instincts and just themselves to kind of walk themselves through the process because they can't lean on us. But also from the coaching side of things, whenever we're getting out there and traveling around and going to workouts, our goal as coaches is to get as many classes as we can get just to build that repetition like I was talking about just a little bit ago. Because once those kids see enough classes, that's not going to be the issue in my mind on those workouts as long as we can see as many classes as possible and then still formulate some reasons those days once again i think can drag on just a little bit longer it's very time consuming to be a livestock judging contestant especially on the weekends those kids have to make a lot of sacrifices but i do think most of the time whenever they make those sacrifices and they're willing to do it they definitely reap the rewards and so how many students had you been working with at kansas state university so on my first team that I helped with, I guess my team at Kansas State that I would have been a part of in 2021, I had 14 total kids. And then the team after that had 12 kids that I would have worked with all the way from December of 2021 to November of 2022. Obviously, we take a couple months off in the summer. And then this current team that's at K-State right now that I would have started helping with back in December, I think there's 10 total kids on it at the moment. Okay, and how does that compare to what you're going into at EOSC? And what does that program look like now as compared to Kansas State? Or what do you want to see from them going forward in this new position? You know, the biggest thing is that we experience from a coaching side is there's way more judging contestants in junior college than there are in senior college. And I think that's a lot of it because those kids are able to get good scholarship in junior college. They're able to get a lot cheaper there rather than just going straight to a four-year. And then once some of those kids make the transition to a university from a junior college, not all of them stick with it. So we definitely have probably just a few less on each team at the senior college level. But uh, whenever you add in a freshman team and a sophomore team together, we can definitely get anywhere up to 25 to 30 kids on the junior college side of things that we're going to have to work with. I know I was talking to the current head coach, Chris Hall, the other day, and I think we've got about 13 uh, upcoming sophomores and then about 11 on the upcoming freshman team. So we're going to have 24 kids to balance back and forth between me and him to prepare ourselves for the year. And obviously there is a large gap just in terms of total kids from the senior college side of things to the junior college side. 
For sure. And walking away a little bit from the college perspective, for our June episode, we're on the cusp of a new summer season, a new county fair season here in the four-state area. And I know many students around the area who are gearing up and they're excited for these county livestock judging competitions, state, national, that sort of thing. What advice would you give those high school students or even college students at this time? You know, I think the big thing right now is to control what you can control. And those kids, some of those kids in the month of June that are going to start kind of gearing up for those contests, potentially 15 to 20 days before, they're going to attend a collegiate judging camp for probably about three days. And they're going to learn a lot more. And they're going to go into that contest and they're going to try to take everything they learned at that camp and throw it right into that day. And I don't think that's the best thing to do it. I think the baby steps are the way to go. And I think for those kids, you know, for the kids that are just coming up, uh, I think it's enjoy the trips and make sure you're enjoying what you do because you definitely want to be able to put all your effort into it. Uh, And for the upperclassmen, like I was just talking about, that maybe have attended a few judging camps this summer, you know, don't put everything into June and July because what's going to matter is August and September whenever you're qualifying for those national contests. Don't push yourself too hard right yet and just let things kind of come together. I think at times we can probably get just a little too far ahead of ourselves, not only as students and livestock judges, but also as coaches at times. I do think uh, there's tendencies in times where we probably push just a little too hard, a little too early. So I think that's the biggest thing and advice that I have for any kids preparing for summer contests or preparing for the fall. Take it nice and easy and go at your pace. You know, push yourself as far as you can go, but don't make it too far where you kind of mess up your whole process and everything kind of gets out of whack. Absolutely. And something I want to ask, and we've talked about it a little bit here and there, but I want to ask specifically, what are the success pillars that you are striving for, the goals that you have going forward specifically? Um, I think the goals that I have in front of us at the moment, my biggest goal and what I've been focused on since being accepted and kind of introduced in that position, my goal has been to find some of the top kids in the country to come join us at Eastern Oklahoma State College. I think that's a, a tremendously good program that is incredibly rich in history. And I think it's a program that's definitely on the up and coming and a program that's going to have a chance over the next couple of years to really be knocking on the door as some of the biggest contests. And like I said, my biggest focus point right now is recruitment. And I think that's where my first pillar of success would be being able to lock down a group of kids alongside Chris that we think not only will be good for the institution and good students, but also kids that can represent our school. And then past that, I think it's just building forth the legacy that me and Chris have envisioned in front of us that we think we can make EOSC into for being one of the perennial powerhouses for kicking out great individual people in the world, but also great livestock evaluators. Perfect. And something I want to ask is, what is something that you wish everyone knew about livestock judging? You know, there's there's so many things that I could probably say to answer that question. But I do think the kind of kids that have the ag background are great kids to hire for future jobs. And the ones that have the livestock judging background, those are the kids that can still make the decisions that you're going to need at a corporate job that you're going to need, that we need in our highest jobs in the country, honestly, 
those are some of the best kids to go after. I think that's definitely something that people forget is that these are some of the best kids because they push themselves so hard in numerous aspects to be competitive and successful at what they do. And those are the kind of kids that we need to be kicking out each and every day from a multitude of institutions that can go out there and impact our world. Awesome. And so I really appreciate you being on the podcast with us today. Is there something that we haven't talked about today that you'd like to add or would like for our listeners of the Farm Talks podcast to know about? I think that one thing that I I would like to probably add is that, you know, this is a great program that I get to be a part of the livestock judging side of things, molding kids into good individuals that are going to go out there and impact our world. Uh, and I think from the ag perspective, just agriculture as a whole, I think is something that everybody needs to be a part of at some point in their life. I'm not saying everybody's got to do it at the highest point, but for us to continue making kids that are going to go out there and make good decisions for us in the future, I definitely think it's something that whether you just do it for a couple of years or, or your whole life, I think it's something that a lot of people in agriculture really need to experience is just the livestock judging aspect teaching yourselves, you know, the different anatomy, the different methods that go into an individual piece of livestock uh, and the impact that they, that they have on us. Absolutely. Well, thank you for all of your input on that. And I wish you success in your new job. When do you start? I will start August 14th. Awesome. Well, we are excited to see you in action and we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to our June episode of the Farm Talks podcast as we welcomed Andrew Anderson to chat about livestock judging moving into the summer and fall season. For the top ag news in the four state area, you can find a copy of Farm Talk newspaper in your mailbox at a newsstand or online at farmtalknews.com. Thanks for listening.